0: Welcome to the Intentifiers podcast. I'm your host Jody Rye, bringing to you stories of intent from folks looking for more humanity in their workplaces through the lens of intentionality. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, and where would you like to start? Should we start with your your initial? What was your intent with with the organization and then creating it? Um, what spurred it? What, what what was happening for you that all of a sudden you decided? not all of a sudden, but that you had decided, okay, this isn't where I'm at, and this is what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, so I've been feeling the resistance for years, Mm -hmm. years and years and years, even prior to the children coming. Mm -hmm. And I think children have a great way of bringing our internal beliefs, our thought patterns, our inability to allow ourselves to move forward in some area of our lives Mm -hmm. based on um, limited beliefs that we're carrying. They really have the ability for us to see that under a microscope as you know Mm -hmm. being a parent so i had already been feeling this within me i'd gone through burnout several times i knew that i was pushing the envelope in terms of my bandwidth Mm -hmm. i knew that i also had patterns of doing a lot for others Mm -hmm. and looking at myself last and as a woman this is not uncommon to be in with i'd known that through my cultural patterns as well that this is what women do Mm -hmm. is we serve and we nurture and we nourish And that's all beautiful, but often what I was witnessing within myself is it was happening at the cost of me. Mm -hmm. So as I started to lean into this, I found it increasingly difficult to actually confront what was happening underneath that. Mm. Because underneath an action, as we know, there's always a thought pattern, and underneath the thought pattern is the underlying belief. But I was having a really hard time slowing down. Mm. And often in our space, we talk about the fact that when we do find ourselves on autopilot, it's typically an escape. Yeah. you know. And as a society, we've very much honored the busyness, the being a superwoman or being a superman and yeah. just getting all the things done. Right. And what I very quickly came to see as I started to slow down as I started to take notes to where my triggers were as I started to dive into a few online programs and just go to a couple of circles community gatherings where they were talking about growth Mm -hmm. as I dove into my mom's book collection of 30 Mm -hmm. years on the work of self-inquiry I started to see that there was a lot more going on Mm -hmm. than what I thought could just change with a flick of a switch. Mm.
0: Were you surprised? Um, you mentioned your mum and the influence that she's had and her way of being through the years. Mm. And so, if it, it seems like she was a strong influence on you moving forward, you know, once you were like, okay, wait, this isn't this isn't what I was expecting of myself. You, you mentioned that you were burnt out. Were you surprised that you hadn't already gotten there, or weren't more influenced by mm. what you're influenced by now? Yeah, that's a
1: great question, because I think it's very easy for us to judge ourselves Mm -hmm. when we're not creating change in our life, yet we have the tools and resources around us. And I think all of us as humanity. You know, we we do have those doubts. Am I doing enough? Am I living as as much as I can on purpose? Mm -hmm. And in the world of parenting, I think this is a daily question for most of us. Am I actually doing the best I can? Am I being the version of myself that my children need? Mm -hmm. So these are very honest fears that we all carry as humans. And certainly it came up for me again and again and again as I went deeper and deeper into my process. Mm. Is what had I missed? And why had I so blatantly missed it? The it being a reconnection or a re-meeting or a remembrance of my true self Mm -hmm. why was it that I was so oriented towards the externalization of my life Mm. when I'd grown up with such strong rich roots and yes the parents had moved from India to Canada But I was a bit surprised that I had become so lost in it. Mm. And I didn't actually realize how lost, quote unquote, I was, how disconnected I was from myself until I really started doing the work Mm. with intention. I think it was easy enough for me to talk about it and theorize it and conceptualize it, as we see a lot happening in our world today. But to actually go into the wounds and understand that the light will only meet us Mm -hmm. where those cracks are willing to create space I don't think I really got the extent of my loneliness Mm. and my my very, very heavily situated or oriented state to the external until I was in the work. Mm. So absolutely, there was a tremendous amount of judgment and doubt and fear that came from seeing somebody on the outside of me who was living a lot more freely, still somewhat in her patterns based right. on cultural conditioning, based on oppression that naturally happens in our society amongst women, in our Indian systems, in our familial systems. I was witnessing all of that as well. But I think this speaks to the resistance that I was also speaking uh, witnessing in my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. For almost 12 years, I really, really felt that. Mm. And she would often ask me, where did Ashley go? what happened to Ashley right she would ask me these questions and I just really wasn't willing to converse at that level Mm -hmm. because what I was doing to sort of band-aid what I was going to eventually come into I mean my heart knew it but what I was doing to band-aid and remedy that in the moment was again continue to perfect life on the outside Mm -hmm. because that felt a lot more accessible than actually going within myself and saying
0: and so, what was life on the outside? What was that looking like before? Before you mentioned burnout, and when you realized this is what I was looking for, you had uh, you were working yeah. uh, in real estate, I
1: believe. I was working in real estate. Yeah. We're managing multiple businesses between the sales team, investment, development. I was at the gym probably five days a week. I was running two kids around as I could to all the social events Mm -hmm. every social invite that we got we were almost you know subject to to going to just based on our old patterns of needing to show up everywhere Mm -hmm. and ensuring that we're pleasing everyone around us but it came again at a big cost Mm -hmm. like we could we could see the costs we were completely disconnected we were just running around on autopilot at all times and even though I felt intimate connection with girlfriends with you know different people in my life my sister's Something deep down within me told me that I was running away. Hmm. It was very, very clear to me that my schedule was booked every 10 or 15 minutes because I didn't want to clear the space for something more honest in my life. Hmm. So part of me always knew that, but the running away was so compelling. So I just kept running on this elusive treadmill. And it was so great because everything on the outside was seemingly working. Right? We got the travel in, the... super fit you know the businesses were working everything as per the societal construct Mm
0: -hmm. was uh the boxes were being ticked yeah and it was magical yeah you know for the time that it lasted for the time that it lasted well that's what's interesting in terms of you know i think about those shows that come on tv um like island life or house hunters Mm. international (laughs) and oftentimes the stories the beginning story is you know the the life that we had or or we we want to be away from the life of the hustle and bustle and the over scheduled and we just want we, in this space that we're in or in this country things are just laid back and you can mm. just enjoy mm. and so I often wonder well, what is it about you know Canada or North America you, know, you hear it more and more here than I think you do in other parts of the world around needing to be scheduled needing the million dollar family mm. having the house having this having that and so you know you say that you somehow knew this wasn't there was dissonance for you mm. and so at what point did you say okay or did you say it or did something happen Happen where you're like, okay, burnout, this is what this means now for me. Mm. And so I'm curious if you could speak to, you mentioned the work, what was the initial work like? Mm. And what was that work? What did you do to get to the point where you are now?
1: Yeah, so lots there. Um, I'll first start with what really triggered an honest look at my reality. Mm. And it actually came through my children. So we often talk about the fact that children are direct mirrors. You know, what we haven't processed or healed in our own life as coming into adulthood, they will directly reflect because we are continually triggered by something on the outside that we're not yet okay with on the inside. Right. Otherwise that wouldn't trigger us. You know, the children could play, they could make a mess, they could throw paints everywhere. And of course that, you know, there's some practicality to that, like we're gonna spend hours cleaning, this isn't going to be well. But the level of reaction is often indicative of how much we may be keeping ourselves from just connecting with the truth around that. Like, was this an honest mistake? Is it the fact that they're not oriented in this very human world Mm -hmm. where things are very robotic and linear? And, you know, like you said, especially in the West, Mm -hmm. where we don't give ourselves time and space to be connected, Mm -hmm. be grounded and see that nature is supporting us because we just don't have the rooting here, plain and simple. Right. We haven't taken the ancient wisdom um, that's been sitting in a lot of our earthly lands for thousands of years, we haven't taken that and actually implemented, integrated it into our day-to-day lives here. So as a result, we're highly addicted to struggle, highly addicted to unhappiness, and highly addicted to this externalization Mm -hmm. that keeps us in this constant struggle, that keeps us on the treadmill. So it was when the kids came around and my older son was two years old, and I write about this in our parenting book, that when I saw him, that one morning, I was rushing, rushing through the morning as I typically would, getting breakfast on the table, trying to rush them through it so I could get them to their caregivers, have the nanny come in, whatever the case may have been for that day, to get on with my work Mm -hmm. so I could check more of the boxes, so I could just get it done, so I could prove myself as being worthy mm-hmm. because this is how my worth was established in the world. Yeah. The more I got done, the fitter I was, the more I could travel, the more I could get the right photos on Instagram or whatever. It wasn't on Instagram that yeah. I'll <laughs> wholeheartedly admit. Um that was a new a new exploration once we started raising humanity. But the more I could get done in a day, the more I would feel fulfilled. Yeah. You know, as much on the surface as it may be. Neurons were firing, I'd feel the adrenaline rush and say, hey you know, this is all coming together as per schedule. Right Now with the children, they really interrupted that pattern because they don't do anything, as you know, with young children, <laughs> as per for our formula of success. Right. They want to interrupt us on every schedule and they don't do it nor- knowingly. But as we talk about a lot in the Raising Humanity space, they are here as our teachers. Mm-hmm. They are here to interrupt that robotic trance that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. So when I started leaning into that and that one fine more When I saw that child of mine, this was my older child at the age of two, he was just sitting literally frozen Mm. on his seat at the table. And I wasn't even eating with him. I was literally taking the oatmeal by the spoon into my mouth, out of the pot, you know, just again, trying to make it happen so quickly. And I saw him frozen in his emotions. And I thought, this is not an alignment Mm -hmm. to human characteristics. These children are meant to be in their full self-expression, whether it's anger, whether it's confusion, whether it's frustration, whether it's joy, whether it's aliveness, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. in that moment, he is not himself. And it really struck a chord with me then because I was already starting to perhaps not slow down would be the right word, but I was starting to come into more awareness. I was starting to take a few moments here and there to understand that things weren't as seamless as they appeared to be over the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. So the pattern was already starting to be interrupted. You know, these old belief systems that were driving me on this treadmill. And it was in that moment that I came to recognize that there was going to be no more of this life. Mm. there was no possibility that I was going to continue down this path because what I saw in that child was me Mm. I could have said it was projection in that moment but I really saw that child as he was he was scared to be himself he was scared to express his true needs and what he was doing in those moments was holding my heart because he was so scared as to the outcome if mama lashed out if mama was unhappy in this moment if mama didn't get things to go her way what would really be the outcome yeah and truth be told, as I sat in circles thereafter, you ask about what I did. Mm-hmm. I sat in family circles. I went out and met parents. I got onto the online forums. Mm-hmm. I started, like I said, diving into these books around, um, you know, Wayne Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, my my mom's mm-hmm. own teachers, in this work. I started to dive into those work and I really found a deep sense of resonance where I not only saw the light and the possibility, but I also saw a very human struggle. Mm. I saw a lot of parents sitting around and perplexed at the fact that they had gotten all the other areas of their life right. Mm-hmm. They had been able to get super fit. They had been able to check the boxes in the workplace, then been able to keep the perfect house. Then they had been able to get the perfect food on the table. But they were all struggling with this idea as to why they weren't able to get it, quote-unquote, right with the children. Mm -hmm. So they were all sitting in a very similar struggle that I was experiencing. And I think that's the first time that I came to realize that I'm not alone in my journey. Mm. And that really propelled my journey forward. Because when we see sameness in others, when we allow ourselves to be witnessed, which takes a certain level of courage and vulnerability that I I wasn't willing to come into... That's when I really got to see, oh, there is a humanness factor here mm-hmm. that I haven't allowed myself to experience all these years. Totally. And now it's my time.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's a gift at the same in at, at the same time of having this sort of awakening or awareness um, and allowing it Allowing it and seeing it as a gift versus something that's a failure. Mm. You know this idea about you know us, uh, you know us as humans um, being able to attain certain things. Sometimes I feel like they're, they're not organic. Mm. You know the type of job that you have, or even going to the gym, although it's your body which is organic, but you know still it's like it's kind of like robotic in nature. Right. And so we're we're fitting everything into certain boxes. Mm. I think about like an organizational chart. Mm. You know we're trying to put a human in a box. Right? Can you really? do that like defining defining the human essence in a box Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't make sense but yet we're we're trying even in our grown-up world Mm -hmm. and then when you go back to what you just shared as a parent we don't even realize it but we're trying to do that with our kids right and and not for not in in a way to harm Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to be a great parent who doesn't want their children Mm -hmm. thriving of course that's where it's coming from it's Mm -hmm. coming from a place of love But I think there's also then that sort of veil of, um, well, I I got this. Mm -hmm. I did everything else. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to be, you know, Mm -hmm. I might be struggling, but I'm not going to admit it. Mm -hmm. And you said the word courage. And I think that that's an interesting part in the work that you folks are doing is having the courage to admit, okay, I don't think I'm actually doing this the way that I was taught or read about. or, Or that just to be able to say it's hard. Right. I remember saying that to my husband when I was breastfeeding. I was crying and I go, this is really hard. And he's like, I know. I'm like, no, you don't. Started, he's like, I don't sure what to say, <laughs> and that was just like breastfeeding, and you know. But yet, the idea and that that we we have given life, mm. and that we we're, 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 and as parents, whether we realize it or not, the role that we play in 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 creating experiences for them. You talked about your son and and what you witnessed. Like, what a gift that you somehow saw that moment, mm-hmm. and you said that you had already had these sort of inklings or spurs of self awareness coming into play, mm. and so now you're in this space where you're talking to other other individuals other parents and you're realizing okay it's not just me yeah it's not just me that must have been a real gift to have other folks in the same space sharing openly about okay this is not this is i'm not feeling good as a parent right now
1: Mm. and it was a gift but i wasn't able to recognize the depth of this gift you've shared so much in this last little bit here and it's beautiful so much to unpack in there alone but I don't think that I was aware of the level of gift it was to really have my life patterns interrupted Mm. so abruptly by something outside, whether it was to come from within me or something outside of me, you know, but that outside of me would be a constant that I knew to be a gift because I couldn't hide away. With okay. children you cannot hide. Mm-hmm. Adult to adult, we can always hide. We yep. can, you know, go and drink the alcohol, we can run away, we can get fitter, we can work more, we can, you know, massage our words in totally. ways that feel constructive and strategic and the ego sort of finds some rest in that. But with children, they're very, very connected to a higher frequency of frequency of energy. So they will understand when there is dissonance mm-hmm. there, when there's not congruency in your words and actions. They pick up on that right away. And that's why I think, you know, these quick fix techniques, I was quick to realize that's, I think, where the early gift was for me, was in recognizing that the quick fix techniques were not going to work Mm. for me. And that's where I think my mother's courage of jumping into her pain and really facing it gave me the allowance the permission to say yeah you can go there and not fear that Mm -hmm. because I think too often we tread so cautiously because we don't have these communities around us to say go for it you can do this you're worth it Mm -hmm. you are you are being enabled to see your patterns Mm -hmm. with the support of all of us here but at that point I didn't see the pain as my medicine right I didn't see it as the catalyst I was so deep in the pain and the confusion and the resistance that I couldn't see it as a gift then mm. now I see it as the greatest gift to ever right. be presented in this lifetime because it gave me a chance to recreate myself mm-hmm. but I would have never seen it at that
0: time well we're not really wired that way right no. we're not really wired to say I'm feeling pain I feel like shit about what I did or I yeah. don't feel good and wow right. now what am I going to do moving forward right? right it's this almost like starting at grassroots starting from innocence and raw mm. to build upwards mm. And if something doesn't fit in that building, mm. that does. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Whereas because, you know what you've described sounds very much more like a, a, a like a, a piece of yarn, like wrapped up in many different ways, and looks who knows like what, but mm. very unique to you, and kind of messy and kind of not so great. Right. And you're like, yeah, this is good. I'm feeling good right now. Yeah. We don't we don't think we don't think in the latter. We think no. in the former. I, at least I know that's for for me. It was the, very similar. Yeah, That it's supposed to be this way, this, 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 you know, kind of vertical. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be this way. I'm going to keep my cool. I'm going to, you know, have, have the nanny. I'm going to do this. And then you just sort of, it just becomes very robotic. And then you, when you're sometimes you're sitting and you're like, wait a minute, this is not I don't feel good. Mm. And even being able to sit with that mm. and you did that, that must have been well tell me what that was like.
1: Yeah, it was very fearful because everybody who knew the old version of Ashley, the strong, the resilient, the joyful, the bubbly Ashley, yeah. the one who would be at, you know, every gathering, the one who could run multiple businesses and still manage her chil- manage quote unquote, <laughs> her children in some way, shape or form. That's the version of me that they knew. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as humans, as you just talked about, we love the familiarity. We love knowing. And I think this is a big sickness that we have in our society as Mm. well. I heard this from a beautiful ancient uh, wisdom keeper the other day, is that he's come from Peru and he was sharing that this has become very, very toxic for us is we always need to know the what and the why. Mm -hmm. And we don't simply ask for the guidance as to how. Mm -hmm. So this is happening. The virus is happening. This is happening. My child's puking. I've lost my job. This is all happening. These are life events. But the choice in the matter is whether we struggle or not. Mm -hmm. How are we going to receive these life events? How are we going to navigate through this with grace and ease? Mm -hmm. So it was the how... That with years and years of sitting in the pain and the darkness and running off to nature, because it was the only place I could really find the Mm -hmm. the solace and the ability to claim my sovereignty and say, yes, this is me in this moment on purpose. Mm -hmm. And as long as I surround myself with others who have not yet okayed, their discomfort, their mess, their humanness, I will forever continue to try and contain that. So I had to pull away from a lot of the society and the people that knew that old part of me that weren't yet in their wholeness, their Mm. humanness. I had to then find the community who could support me in reclaiming my humanity. And this is why I think the name Raising Humanity has come about because I think the work of a parent is really to allow their child to see the reality Mm -hmm. of the world as it is today. So many of us are compelled to shelter them and keep them in this very precise bubble and say, no, that's not you and that's not you. Because we yet haven't claimed that within ourselves. And said, yeah, they say, that's a part of me. Mm -hmm. That pain is a part of me. That fear is a part of me. That doubt, that confusion, that not allowance is a part of me. And I'm okay with it. And once you can be okay with it, this is the very first step after the awareness is the acceptance. Mm -hmm. Let's accept what's here now. And when we accept what's here now, we can actually release it. Because we're no longer focused or fixated on pushing it out of our lives. Mm -hmm. The moment we say, I don't want that, I don't want my children breaking down in the mall and tantruming. I don't want my child to be anything less than perfect. That's the moment that our entire life becomes controlled by it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So when we can accept the situation as it is, Mm -hmm. we suddenly come into a new level of relaxation, a new level of freedom, a new level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And this is where the path to reparenting ourselves or wholeness actually takes us. So that's what the path looked like for me, was sitting with myself in all the resistance to face what I was unwilling to face for nearly, at that point, 35 Mm -hmm. years of my life. It was a very, very confusing state to be in Mm. because I thought, but that worked that version of my life did seem to work. Why has life been turned upside down on its head now and is telling me to orient myself in a totally new way? Mm -hmm. Like, how could
0: I have been sleepwalking for this long? Well, I think that's where my question was um, maybe came from around uh, possibly seeing role modeling or your mom's way of being not necessarily... um, you know, penetrating and being a part of your way of being, that it took that moment of seeing your son in that frozen sort of fearful stance for you Mm -hmm. to be like, wait a minute. And maybe there's that self-awareness around, I thought that was me and I thought that's the life that I wanted, but I'm realizing it. No. Mm -hmm. And that can be really scary. You know, even on my website, I I was, when I was building it, I had a picture that I'm using and it's a picture of a square uh, robot box, Mm -hmm. but it's in the forest. Um. and my own experience was was similar similar, there's similarities to it where I thought okay wait a minute this is not what I know like this doesn't Mm. feel good and then the idea of acceptance and permission Mm. okay fine, you know, I'm in my thirties. I've got the two kids, I've got the new house. Mm. Why am I not happy? Right. And then even that, I I actually remember thinking, why are you not happy? Like what the
1: the heck is wrong with you? And we beat ourselves up because we're very conditioned societally to say, I should be grateful. I should be happy because when we've been fed this paradigm of success, that's all we know. So if the paradigm or achieving the success within that paradigm doesn't equate to happiness, All we can do is continue to internalize that. Mm -hmm. We've got everything on the outside now. Oops, what's happening on the inside of me? And that's when we start reversing the script and saying, oh, perhaps the formula is actually creating that abundance within me. That allowance, that enoughness, that reality of I am all parts of humanity. Mm -hmm. I can be that and embrace it. Now, let's go out and create with intention what I seek to materialize on the outside. Yeah. But that has to start within us. Mm-hmm. You know, that search has to start within us because it isn't sustainable. As long as we're trying to manufacture, curate it on the outside, yeah. it won't be sustainable because our inner reality is going to defy that we are worth that, we are eligible for that, that we are. Um, you know, able or capable mm. of achieving that. And this is really the real block to achieving our full potential. Yeah. So we try and do it all on the outside, day in and day out. We'll work 18 hours a day like I did. Yeah. We'll make ourselves sick. We'll be on the bed. We'll, you know, I had to go in for the iron infusions before the second child came. You know, just all of these ways to supplement our well being mm-hmm. into this roboticism almost. We try and do all this sort of stuff which is not actually fueling our truest essence Mm -hmm. so the real question is to what point will i let myself continue to sleepwalk Mm -hmm. and we're so lucky that we're in a world today where these conversations are being had Mm -hmm. and people are really getting real about it and a lot of the leaders on the stage are showing up as their authentic selves because they've done the work they've really been through their dark night of the soul they face their patterns they face their limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. they've twisted their lives inside out upside down they've had the courage to do that because they've chosen to be surrounded by others who are also willing to do that mm-hmm. or have done that. Yeah. They've gotten the guidance. They've said, you've walked the path. Hold me while I go through this. Yeah. Because I don't think it can happen while we're silent in our homes, kind of, you know, behind a computer screen trying to navigate through it on our own. Right. It takes somebody you mean an witnessing. Online us. Won't do it. <laughs> yeah. and we do have online courses at yeah. Raising Humanity, but the online courses are very, very experiential. Right. You know, in that you have human contact, you are witnessed, mm-hmm. you are given a roadmap, you are given guidance constantly, right. because all of our pain was created in connection yeah. with one another. It was created primarily. Ninety-five percent of our beliefs as adults were created before the age of six years old. Mm-hmm. They need to be unwound in connection. Absolutely. So, when we go to, for example, a therapist, and that's amazing, my little sister, she's a clinical therapist. Um, meet amazing therapists all around the world. But what happens is we're often doing that in isolation. So we'll go back to the therapist the next week and the next week and the next week and sometimes the next year and the next year and say, wait a second, I'm not able to bring that change back into my life. Mm-hmm. And it's because yes, we've been witnessed by one human, but where is the opportunity to step out and say, I'm being witnessed by more here. Right. I'm being in my fullness. I'm being in my pain. I'm being in the depth of my, my soul right now. Where is somebody else within my family system? to witness Mm -hmm. me here and the easier thing again is to shut that down when we go back to our familiar Mm -hmm. ecosystem and say no i can't do that in this particular context so that's why we've really owned the integration piece here and said we are committed to helping you integrate this into Mm -hmm. our day-to-day lives because so often the growth the spirituality whatever it may be seems to be worlds apart yeah from what we've done at a retreat or with our therapist. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're really coming to a place in the world where humanity is being asked to integrate mm-hmm. in, on this human plane. Say, now, here's the real task. Yeah. Instead of being way lost out in the ethers or in the you know dancing in the cosmos, that's all great. There's yeah. beautiful messages there for us. But how are we bringing that back to our day-to-day lives?
0: Yeah. Well, and I love that because I think the other stuff is already integrated. Like, mm you know, elementary school and high school and sort of what we learn and how we learn and all of that stuff is is the system that already exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finding yourself and your true path and, you know, living with pain and living with shame and then having courage... And then integrating that because you have more than one role in your life you're not mm. no longer a student you're a, a wife or a husband or whatever the case might be you're mm-hmm. a parent mm-hmm. how is that all supposed to work and and wonderful for those i mean i have uh, my therapist as well and you're right There's see really beautiful nuggets that have come from mm. sessions that we've had um and she'll she'll often say to me so well, what's this going to look like when you go home right and so that work does need to happen and yeah. my my kids have actually seen her we were just there yesterday beautiful um and that was sort of like you know explaining to them okay well you know who is she and what does she do and, and so what does that mm-hmm. look like and so the the tools maybe the online course to me is a form of integration right because um, why not if we have a technology but it's still the idea of keeping the well what's the intent the intent is integration and human connection right whether that be an online school or, or online course whether that be a checklist or whatever the case might be mm-hmm. and so it sounds like for raising humanity there's pro- the programs that you that, that exist or the work that you're doing I'd love to hear more about what is it that you're doing and you talk about we and the program Um, as a parent I'm fascinated I I mean you know that's why we're doing this podcast I just think it's amazing (laughs) thank you I'd love for you to share with the listeners what you know what would you like to share when it comes to the programs
1: yeah I would love to touch on actually just what you just shared there in terms of the online program so not to discredit any portal that's being used to build your awareness because awareness is the first piece. Mm. And sometimes it means taking an hour out of your busy schedule to be there with the therapist. This is the great thing about these retreats, about being away, about being in community, about being in circle is that you actually have a chance to sit still in those moments and reflect on what's actually going on inside of you. Mm -hmm. What am I actually feeling in this moment? how am I responding to the environment outside of me? So what these opportunities really let you do is bring awareness to the table. Mm -hmm. Because without the awareness, we can't move any further. If we're not aware of our thoughts or beliefs or our patterning, we aren't able to change them. Mm -hmm. That's what it takes to consciously change. Because then we come to a point where we can actually interrupt the pattern as we're playing that pattern out in our life. Our child's throwing a tantrum And our automatic reaction, as most of us parents, is to say, stop it. Don't do that. Don't cry, you know, because that's what we've been conditioned to Mm -hmm. do. That's what we know. We're not yet settled with our own fear of, oh, my God, that's a big emotion. Can I just hold space for them? We don't yet know how to do that for ourselves. So our automatic reaction is to shut it down Mm -hmm. in someone else, right? This is the start of compassion and empathy that we so much need to continue on the journey. But those online programs, I just want to share for anybody who is moving through that. Mm -hmm. It is very important to recognize the courage that it's taken for you to get there. Mm -hmm. Because you are already in the work. You are already in the work. And by work, I mean of heightening your awareness. You're already in a place where you know you want more, right. that you want to meet more of your true self, that something on the outside is not working for mm-hmm. you. So that's already a step in the right direction. Now, what we've done at Raising Humanity Here is we're really based on having the parent meet their truest, authentic self so that they can show up, giving their child permission to be as they are. Mm-hmm. Because we know through the work of Dr. Gordon Neufeld, I mean, is mm-hmm. here local, Early developmental psychologist, he talks about these three necessities that we have as children. I think we have them as parents as well. <laughs> but the rest, the real rest, where we're not performing for anyone, we're not out in the office, we're not out, you know, in the friend circles trying to be something for mm-hmm. someone else. Our body is truly allowed to rest and just be as it is. Right. The second being play. Mm-hmm. How often are we actually honestly playing as children, as adults? Mm-hmm. Usually it's a play date, it's very, you know, Structured and highly curated and everything seems to need to go well and the other parent we need to make sure that our child's behaving so the other parent mm-hmm. can see them in a certain <laughs> light so there's all these conditions we put on their play yeah. unknowingly yeah. because that's who we think we need to to have our child be in the world in mm-hmm. order for us to be validated a really deep hard truth for us to own as parents and then the third is um the the tears, so the emotional connection mm. piece. How much are we allowing ourselves to go through our natural human process? Mm-hmm. So as I was diving into Dr. Gordon Neufeld's work a number of years ago, as I started coming into my own process, I started to reflect on the fact that we are simply not allowing ourselves to be as human as we need to be, mm. to realize that we are perfect as we are. Yes. And yes in our perfection, in our divine acceptance of who we are, that's when we actually have permission and opportunity to grow. Because until Mm -hmm. we've accepted the circumstance as it is, we won't actually give ourselves allowance to expand. Mm -hmm. So it's with that permission, with that freedom that we've created our programs and saying, yes, come into this authentic Mm -hmm. community. Be witness, be seen in your pain, in your confusion, in your lack of freedom, in your limiting beliefs. And from there, let's nurture Mm -hmm. a new reality together.
0: Well, and I don't know if there's anything that exists like this is the first for me, right? So I, I don't, I mean, there was, there was, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of think back to like, well, well, you know, there wasn't necessarily, and people joke about that too. There's no real book. Like, you know, mm. even the, the desire to have a child, you, you know when you know, yeah. and then you decide and then you have it. And so there's not like a real manual. It's not, you know, to conceive, although folks, you know, do have difficulty conceiving. You know when you know, or you know when society's telling yeah, you to know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, to know. Yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. right? Depending right. on the checkboxes yeah. that you've been sort of yeah. conditioned to to, to to check off. Um, but I don't really remember, other than talking to folks, and even then, am I going to talk to my friends about how I'm feeling about mom? Right. You know, I don't know if I will or won't. And, mm. and so I don't know if there's any sort of, I hate to say the word formal, but the, the work that you folks are doing, I don't really know if there's a lot out there. And I find it fascinating that through your own journey of, and you call it reparenting, which mm. I love, sharing that, that space and curating content and connection mm. that allows for that growth to happen. Um, that, to me, I find is fascinating. Oh,
1: thank you. And I think it is really the tr- the, the most real portal, the, m- uh, the greatest entry point into being the best parent we can possibly mm. be. Because I think a lot of us, we've missed the mark, be included. Mm. You know, we try to do all these things on the outside for the child, yet the one thing they need is our presence, yeah. which comes through emotional connection. So until we've connected to ourselves sincerely, gone through... Unshed some of those layers that are keeping us from meeting our child, mm-hmm. honestly, and saying, Look, something's going on for mama right now. Right. I'm really not myself. And it has nothing to do with you, but what I ask right now is that I just get a five minute timeout. Right. And I take a walk around, you know, the block, I get out in nature, I take my shoes off, I go out in the grass, Mm -hmm. you know, or we order dinner in instead of me cooking as I typically do just to make sure that you're getting all the right organic ingredients and, you know, still operating from fear there. (laughs) Is it okay that I give my self permission to be me in this Mm -hmm. moment? Because that child outside of us, that's all they're asking for. They're saying, mama, see me, hear me, allow me. To be myself
0: and it's liberating isn't it oh it's so
1: freeing like I, I never believed when I heard as I started to surround myself with more and more real people I never <laughs> believed it when they said oh life with parenting can be easy and it doesn't have to be a struggle and it can be this joyful journey of growth I had to call bullshit I was like no mm. there is no chance of that I do this, I have to cook, I have to clean, I have to, you know, all the have tos and shoulds. Mm -hmm. And what I came to see is it's the conditioning, Mm. it's the thought patterns, it's the trance that we're in. That's what keeps it really heavy. Mm -hmm. It's not the doingness. Like we talk about, you said, just I was just breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Breastfeeding is an incredible act of Mm -hmm. surrender and allowance and connection. It is one of the most intimate practices we'll ever have Mm -hmm. with our child. It requires such a level of vulnerability vulnerability to be there and it's tough because often we don't want to surrender to the process Mm -hmm. so we call in the nurses we try and have other people have us connect us to ourselves so we can connect to that child but it's not automatic it's not immediate it's nothing that can be constructed it really has to do with how present can i stay to this moment because i am giving myself nourishment through myself to the child Like it is a much deeper practice than we're even aware of. Well,
0: and when you say that, and when you speak of it that way, in this sort of you know beautiful in the moment experience, Mm. um, I quickly went back to thinking about what you described. the scheduling of, of events that need to take place mm. and that how robotic it can become okay baby needs to be fed baby yeah. needs to change the diaper like and you just sort of become this you know part of it's probably because you're not sleeping and you just right. you know, you're just want to make it work right but it, even in that in itself depending on where you're at it, you're already in robot mode you're already you know and the expectations and that even even if it's the pressure of breastfeeding versus um bottle feeding right. like there's all these norms that you know you're supposed to try to figure out and but yet what if you just let all of that go Yeah. and just be in the moment, do what feels right, knowing that it's coming from a place of love right. for yourself and for the baby, you know, and then extend that same thinking for your, your, your toddler and then the teenager and then the the, the young adults. I mean, that would be a pretty neat place to be, no?
1: Yeah. I love that. And to be completely honest, I mean, I sat there years breastfeeding my children, and I was on the phone at the same time. You know, at 2, at 5, and 7 in the morning, I was trying to get ahead, get more work done, get more things Mm. scheduled. So I was completely oblivious. And every time, you know, my older guy, I think I was up 12 times a night on occasion with him. Didn't sleep for years because I realized that my anxiety was being so directly transmitted Mm. into him. Despite that knowing, I hired a sleep consultant. I would feed him at the drop of a hat. The moment he would cry, I would just run to him instead right. of nurturing honest connection. Right. So what I love about what you said is that, yes, when we come from a place of love, and I mean authentic love, mm-hmm. not a subservient, um, you know, over-functional type love where we're just giving ourselves away mm-hmm. to be loved on the outside of us, I mean authentic love then what happens is our intuition starts to come into play. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're really taking parents through our transformational experiences okay. to say, you can be yourself in this moment. You can trust your own inner guidance, mm-hmm. but it's going to take some work in getting there right? because we haven't trusted ourselves for so long. right? And in a society where we're asked to trust the outside messaging more than we trust ourselves, yeah, absolutely, it can take a lot of unwinding, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 40, 50 years of patterning. So go slow and allow yourself to be surrounded by others who have given themselves that permission. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you are in, you know, accompanied by the trance of those who want to stay there, which is perfectly okay. Yeah. You know, that's okay if you've decided to live your life that way. Mm -hmm. But if you've decided that there's this feeling in your heart, in your bones, in your gut that you cannot shake and that there's something better waiting for you, a truer version of yourself, mm-hmm. then go for it. Yeah. And that's what our, our programs, our offline and our online communities are here to do is really help you navigate through that mm-hmm. with a roadmap, with grace and ease, with guides who have mm-hmm. walked the path before right. and can help you see through the dark because there will be some darker moments. Mm-hmm and really help you see that love and compassion is what's going to get you back to your mm-hmm. truest self i think without that framework the falls will come they will hit hard sure. and we will feel that sometimes we're in this deep dark well and we cannot find our way out yeah. so my encouragement is to find that community whether it's raising humanity or otherwise sure. find people who have done the work and they're willing to hold you mm-hmm. in that place as you navigate through yours
0: Oh, well, I'm glad I found you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, glad we found each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was sure, it's so funny when you said you feel like, um, well, it, so much beautiful stuff coming from you, to be honest with you. And... and Heartfelt gratitude in terms of the, the messaging and and I think I said it before, but I'll say it now. And in, in terms of the work that you're doing for others, uh, in if you want to call it in service of others, I mm. think it's amazing. You know, I was joking about that book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. I, I did own it, <laughs> but I'll be honest, I do not remember reading any other books other than a sleep training book because mm. I did that too. Yeah. Um, for parents. Like, I don't really remember uh, up until you and I meeting, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, any real help other than me reaching out to my mom, who I'm quite um. close with, and girlfriends, and talking about okay, this is really hard. Being a mom is, is mm. hard and I'm, and I want to still work. Mm. I was actually watching, um, sex in the city. part ah, two, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> So fun. And,
0: and I was trying to think about how the, how old it was. Cause when I was watching it, I'm like, Oh my God, this is stuff that I am thinking about and talking about now, mm. it, like with my friends and Charlotte, she was the, um, the lawyer. She's mm. talking to her. No, not Charlotte, um, Miranda. She's talking okay. to her, her friend and she says, um, she's quit her job. She's realizing it wasn't working for her and she wanted to be with her child more. And she says, you know, I love that I'm with Brady, mm. but I miss my job. Mm. And then she just starts crying. Yeah. And, you know, and it was sort of like, because that was also a part of her. Right. And it was a part of her that she still longed for, mm. but was struggling to figure out what that looked like in combination of being a mom. Mm. And so, you know, and there's handbooks and, and education given to you to be a lawyer. She mm. was a really good lawyer on TV, mm. but I don't know how many parenting programs mm. or books or just communities of support existed, you know, and that exist in this world. Yeah. And I would have to agree with you. I think that the the work is happening more and more now, mm. but definitely not when I was a new parent. Mm.
1: I I I myself I did understand that there was work out there i don't know how prepared i was to come into it but one thing that we've seen through our you know quote-unquote work it's all play it's a dance it's a beautiful journey as i now see it Mm -hmm. um but one thing that i did notice is that a lot of the support out there for parents was geared towards the quick fixes how can we be reactive in this moment because our child is now starting to show up with our own patterns Mm -hmm. so a lot of it was done Um, as a 12-step process. Let's just go through this and get it done until the next stage, until the next, we call it regressions here, you know, in the Western world, until the ADHD shows up, until, you know, the child starts tantruming in places where he shouldn't be tantruming. Mm -hmm. So we kind of wait a lot of Mm. the time to pounce. In our world, we've been taught to do this as opposed to say, what if I invest in the longevity of this relationship? What if I start investing in connection now, not cutting corners, not trying to do things when people aren't looking, but really getting honest and showing up in integrity for this relationship? Mm -hmm. Am I getting down on my knees and even for 10 minutes a day, playing and being present to my child. Yeah. It doesn't take us being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. If your version of self-expression is to go out there and work, which it was for me, go out and do it. Right. But we can release ourselves of the guilt and shame that we're carrying as parents, which so many of us are plagued with. I carried that for years and mm-hmm. years when my children were born because I was working yeah. 13, 15, 18 hours a day. And in my case, I was running away from that. It was my easy out. The autopilot was just a distraction. Right from the one thing I most wanted, which was connection, mm-hmm. authentic connection. But if that's your expression of self, go out and do it. If it's being with the girls, go out and do it. Right. If it's sitting in parenting circles, go out and do it. Because this is what we're most hungry for, mm-hmm. and our children are as well, is to show up in self-expression as her truest self. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that as long as we're trying to shut down Parts of our life, yeah. they're still true to us.
0: Yeah, you know? it reminds me of uh, when you were talking about uh, the, uh, like the analogy of you know, uh, well, band aid fixes or sort of mm. layer up top of layer, um, you know, we're kind of gift wrapping things mm. know, as as we need to and pretty with the bows yeah, and it looks good for a absolutely. while, and then there's an
1: atoni- atomic bomb and inside that, right? And it just explodes. <laughs> and we we kind of knew that it was coming, yeah, because we know where we're kidding ourselves, you know, at that point yeah. as parents, we have enough instinct and enough insight. To understand to that. that something's coming but if we miss those points of connection throughout the day yeah. and we're unwilling to see our child and hold them in those places By first holding ourselves by first, you know, maybe in the first couple of minutes of the morning, we're just sitting with ourselves. How do I intend Mm -hmm. to experience this day? And not to say that the intention will manifest each and every day in every moment. But are we taking that time? Are we nourishing ourselves with good, healthy food? Are we actually being honest as Mm -hmm. our feelings are coming up and taking space and saying look, mama needs a 5, 10, half an hour time out right Mm -hmm. now. Sure, if I have to put you in front of technology, I will, but I just need the space for me because I feel like the tears are coming. Am I telling my child that they're not responsible for my anger, my Mm -hmm. rage in this moment? So are we doing these small things to nurture connection and safety in our relationship with ourselves and the other? And if we're not, be prepared for that bomb to go off. I was going to
0: say, and, and and if we're not... Um, possibly look at a different way of of being then because if if we're not and then the bomb goes off and then you figure stuff out Mm -hmm. Um, at some point it might be uh, allowing for the unwrapping Mm -hmm. as you were describing the program and the work that you're doing with with parents um, it's so needed and, and yet um, not necessarily available. Like mm. A lot of what you've described, I, I hear the work that I do in human resources and all of it ends up being coined under leadership training. Mm. Mm. And, Which is, a, <laughs> you know, I don't even want a, to go there because yeah. my, my, my master's in leadership and I've been joking with people because I'm trying not to even use the word and I guess I get that that's ironic. Right. But again, I think I was so drawn to much of the work that, that Raising Humanity is doing um, because it's just work for all of us as humans. Mm. It just so happens that you're, you're, you're catering and supporting parents. But the idea of unwrapping and going mm. really deep, figuring out who you are, what you are, and how you want to be. Mm. To me, when you said that, it was very powerful. I, I remember thinking, you know, even growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be with, when you grow up? Mm. And I've been talking a lot with my kids about, well, how, how do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. And the how, I think, is so much stronger. Yeah. Because I remember joking with well, my husband. Husband came home one day and he said, "So where are we now with this parenting thing?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> well what happened?" And he said, well, you know, Talene was getting upset as so my daughter and, and, and she said, well, mama said that I'm the boss of me because uh. he, he ended up saying, well, I'm the boss of this house. And, and she's like, no, mama said I'm the boss of me and I'm allowed to feel the way I'm feeling. Mm. He's like, so what's the new thing now? Yeah. I and I said, well, I think that. we're just kind of figuring out that l- let them own how they're feeling yeah, and that they're allowed to feel The mm. The permission to feel should be there. Mm how and what they do with that feeling. So mm-hmm. the output, mm-hmm. there might be something there we need to work on. Yeah, But that's even for, like you talked about it already, there's so much of that that we as adults have to work on. <laughs> we tantrum, we Yeah,
1: we are emotionally unregulated at times, so we mm-hmm. have these unrealistic expectations of our child to be emotionally regulated, even though they've just been incarnated on this planet, to somehow be able to navigate through this mass confusing world, yet we ourselves are still Still learning the ropes, totally. so it's not about knowing it all, it's just about taking the space and being gentle enough with ourselves that when we're called to know more to come into more awareness, that we reach out, that we allow for that, that we have the support. Yeah, because you bring up so much beauty in this allowance that you've given your child, and yeah, it can backfire. Oh, Empowering yeah. <laughs> it, it backfire, I should say, for our ego, yeah. because. Empowering everybody in the household can create magic down the line, but going back to what I was sharing is look at the long term impact mm. of your actions and when we're nourishing ourselves for the long term, not just the here and now reaching for the glass of wine or going for the extra you know mile run. But really being intentional hmm. about, like you said, how do I want to experience life in 10, 15, 20 years? And at this moment, am I actually nourishing myself in a way that feels that?
0: Yeah.
1: And this is why the vision boarding, everything is really about the how,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: the what not the you know not the goals not the outcomes Mm -hmm. but the how because when we're in the right energetic framework the what will come
0: yeah naturally it'll
1: just be curated as a result of where you hold yourself i hold myself in this higher regard i know i'm worth this i know i deserve it i want to play Mm -hmm. in this higher energetic field of love of compassion of forgiveness of truth and truth is not always pretty right but when the children's reflect that back to us and say yeah, mom, I got this. I actually don't need you to step in and take responsibility mm-hmm. for me. So it gives us freedom to be more on purpose, and it gives them freedom yeah. to be more on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Was
0: it, uh, Einstein. I think it's it's uh, he, there's a, a, a quote that he has that some of the teachers at my kids' school have mm-hmm. and about that our, our, our greatest accomplishment is not necessarily to do everything for our children, but to mm-hmm. raise them so they can do for themselves. Of there's course. something like that. I forget exactly how it goes. But I remember thinking like, yeah, you know, you hear stories about... Um, maybe the millennial Mm -hmm. generation and and, you know that the the parents are calling them at school because they're they're, they're their wake up call and things like that and again from good intent right you want your children to do well Mm. and all that but it's sort of like well the freedom that you've given yourself recognizing that you are raising a little human being or supporting Mm -hmm. someone who's going to be older and and, you know I call them precious resources into Mm. human resources Mm, and in the grown-up world It's because, well, that's a gift that we can do that without it being fear of control and fear of, well, you're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to do this. Just, you know, as long as you're not really harming anyone and even that, well, what does that look like and mean? As long as you're not harming yourself and just let it be, let the emotions ride out, let Mm. it, let you have that experience. And as you said, your son said, okay, I've got this. Or if if your child at that point says, mom, I'm good. Mm. Isn't that one of the most rewarding experiences you can have?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But our tendency to project and, you know, we're living in a very practical way as co- co-dependent, mm. enmeshed, overly enmeshed individuals. Right. So we're continuing to put our fear on our children and they, as a result, don't have space to breathe. Right. They don't have space to see themselves. We don't even have space to see whether or not they're capable. Mm-hmm. Even at two years old, they're so intuitive. Yeah, They know bigger truths than we've been conditioned out of as adults, mm-hmm. as parents. So... At some point, we have to learn how to retrust. because this is, I think, what it really comes down to is do I trust myself mm. in this moment enough to guide my child with enough certainty to say, okay, I'll step in here and I won't step in there. Right. Pick your battles. Do it with the wisdom that you've been given mm-hmm. because we've all been given infinite wisdom. It's just been clouded by so much conditioning. So if we can relieve our children of exorbitant amounts of ch- uh, conditioning, of course, they're never going to get off the hook without some of our projections sure, and fears being yeah. placed on them. I'm not looking for a perfect life with my child. I'm just saying, let's take as much responsibility and ownership for how we behave as parents in this moment. Yeah,
0: love it. Love it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm curious about any last thoughts that you might have that you'd like to share with the audience.
1: Yeah, I would love to leave you with this. I don't think that there's any better gift that we can give to ourselves in this lifetime than to be our truest, most authentic selves. Mm I think the permission that that gives those around us is infinite. Mm. The ripple effect will go out not only to your children, but their classmates, from their classmates to those parents Mm. who aren't able to really come into allowing them to be themselves. But the, the effect on our humanity is tremendous when we step into authenticity about who we are. You know, and we're all leaders. You said that you mentioned that yourself. Authentic leadership is really the direction of our future. Mm-hmm. And we are leaders as parents. So take this role seriously, yeah. but not too seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tread <laughs> cautiously, but not too cautiously. Mm-hmm. Play hard, but don't play too much that you just get lost in the play. Yeah. It's really about this balance. So what I encourage parents as they move forward is not to dance in the polarity, Mm. not say it's good or bad or it's evil or it's wonderful or it's wrong or it's right. Allow yourself to dance in the middle of those polarities because Mm. that's where the world is really shifting into now. I've seen the good and the bad. I've seen the right and the wrong. I've seen the evil and the not evil, but now I'm able to really be in the resistance and say, where do I land in that resistance? Mm. Because it's in the middle of those polarities. And you know, you've mentioned it, the compartmentalizing, the labeling, which we do so wonderfully well in the West. Mm-hmm. My child's this, he's got this, he's got that. What we do when we dance in the middle of that is we start to create the magic that comes out of that resistance. Mm-hmm. But we have to feel the resistance first. Yeah, absolutely. So the magic can look like all sorts of things. Mm. And what it allows us to look like at first and foremost within ourselves is acceptance and allowance to simply be. Mm -hmm. Be in the present moment. Be human. Be alive. Be in our vulnerability. Be in that joy. Mm -hmm. We are all meant for that. It may not be in this lifetime for all of us, and that's okay too. (laughs) But if you are being called from the depths of your heart to be that, go for it. Because the world is supporting you here. There is such a great energy of collective consciousness that is propelling you mm. forward. There are communities out there. Join our Raising Humanity group. Start to see the conversations we're having. Come to some of our in person events if you're here in Vancouver. Love it. We are here to support you on the path to the greatest version of yourself. And all that is, is you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You in everything that you were born to the planet as being. Mm-hmm. So we love you and we are behind you. And your are full potential. Thank you. Of course, thank you.